Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was so happy when, when Chicago called me, and uh, I knew Ryan Poles had done left. Um uh, at the end of the season in uh in Kansas City. And uh I just knew like he's he a great guy. I always seen him around the facility in Kansas City. He always spoke to me, I always spoke to him. And uh he always had that same positive energy uh when I see him in the locker I mean inside the facility. Um he a great dude, he's a great dude, and he, and he always he I'm always in the, the facility first and I always run past him. And I'm coming out getting breakfast. So that's why I always end up seeing Pose in Kansas City. But uh, when he reached out to me, he called me with coach. And uh, I knew I was going to be coming to Chicago. Newest Bears wide receiver, Byron Pringle, talking about being reunited with Ryan Poles. Bears GM, both those dudes coming over from Kansas City. Rami Makloff with you on the score on a Friday evening, live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. I'm going to take your calls, talk some Bears with you at 312-644-6767, or uh, is how you can give me a call or a text. You can also tweet the show at 67score, at Rami is tweeting in just a bit at about 820, but joining me right now to talk about those Bears on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. He covers the NFL, NFL Draft for Yahoo Sports. Pleasure to welcome in Eric Edholm. Eric, how are you this evening? Oh, I thought we had Eric. We do not quite have him just yet. He'll be with us in just a second. And here's here's my thing with the Bears. Just a quick preview of, of what I'm going to say after I talk with Eric. Man... I want to be patient. I really, really, just like kind of what I was saying about the Cubs when I started the show, if you were tuned in for that. I I really want to give them the benefit of the doubt when it comes to putting this roster together and building it to something. And finally, for the first time in my lifetime, drafting and developing a franchise quarterback 
but God, am I having a hard time understanding what exactly is the plan and is the timeline here? Because, okay, you're not going to be competitive right away. All right, that, that's cool. And there's a, there's a lot of damage that needs to be made up from the Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy era. But I just don't know how you're going to sell me that it's, it's going to be a slow build, but we're going to emphasize and put the focus on developing Justin Fields and, and putting him in a position to grow and succeed and win. When I haven't seen the, the evidence of that. I'm sorry, Tyler, did you say we do have Eric? Okay, Eric at home of Yahoo Sports joining me now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Eric, how are you this evening, my man? Yes, sir. What's going on? Oh no, no worries. I was I was just talking about about the Bears and and this new regime and and the plan that's in place right now and that that I want to believe in it. And we heard from Byron Pringle coming out of the break, the newest Bears wide receiver. And man, Eric, if Byron Pringle was the second best receiver the Bears signed this offseason, I'd probably be thrilled. But the idea that he's the <laughs> best receiver that they've signed this offseason, I just and I don't know if this is a lifetime of trauma talking. I feel like I'm watching the Bears break another quarterback by not putting him, putting around him what he needs to grow and succeed and develop. Yeah, I certainly understand receiver. You know, you could argue offensive line, right? I mean, we still don't really, you know, I think tight end and running back are probably set, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's definitely some, some help that could be uh, used. They don't have the first round pick and, and uh, yeah, it kind of makes you wonder whether they're, either more confident about the guys they have in the building than than we all think they should be or that we are or is there are they trying to be kind of smart about this because i think there's still some moves coming you often will see players get caught after the draft you know the the player acquiring season lasts from here until you know whatever right i mean it's always going on so there are multiple ways to go about getting help for your young quarterback but I get it. It's been a little bit of a slow burn so far, and a lot of questions remain. What's your thoughts on Darnell Mooney? Do you, do you think he can be a number one wide receiver for a high-powered offense, or do you think they they need to find somebody better than him? Because if 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 they're go if if they don't do what you're talking about, which is you know yeah. go and find a guy out there on the secondary market, you're going into the season with Darnell Mooney as your number one wide receiver at this point. <laughs> Yeah, right. Unless you feel like Pringle's breakout season last year was, you know, was portending of, I mean, like, you know, in college, he was a really productive guy. He was really fascinating coming out. I mean, he wasn't, you know, roundly thought of as an elite prospect or anything like that, but it took him a while in Kansas City. And then sometimes you have those late developers, you know, so it's possible he could be that guy. I get it though. Mooney would also be the more, established known quantity but it's a different offense right i mean technically ryan poles has as much you know knowledge of what pringle can do or more rather than what this you know new regime knows what mooney can do because they haven't worked with him firsthand right but at the same point i think he's got just a little bit more you know quickness versatility i think he play inside outside uh, yeah, you know, a little more burst and that uh, sort of thing. So yeah, they're they're essentially kind of co number twos. Really, <laughs> I wouldn't really call either one a true number one at all. But the good news is the draft too. And I don't, I know you don't want to, you know, get to your second round pick and sort of 
hoping that one of these great receivers, because it is a really good class again at that position, you know, you don't want to lock yourself into one spot. And I don't think polls will do that. I, I think, you know, he and, you know, the other personnel guys are, their understanding of the big picture and that if there's another player at a different position out there, okay, that's the way you should go. Um, but I think there's enough depth in this draft draft class at receiver to, to kind of help them out, at least with another talented body. Even even with no first-round picks, you think, and I've, I've heard this, that, that the wide receiver class is deep in this draft. You think even without a first-round pick, the Bears can get somebody that can, that can help them there with one of the second-round picks that they have? Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, it's you know, without saying, oh, we're definitely taking a receiver in round two or what have you, I would think that, you know, someone from a group of, you know, Jahan Dotson's now worked out pretty well. He might be out of range for them. You know, a Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama, I think is a kind of an underrated receiver in this class. I know they met with Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, who was Desmond Ritter's go-to guy. And, that would give them a little more size at the position. Uh, George Pickens is an interesting one, too, from Georgia. You know, he didn't play much this season. He was coming off an injury, got some action late in the year, made a couple plays in both playoff games. Still wasn't full health, but you saw little flashes and little reminders of just how good this kid looked early in his Georgia career. And he's one of the few kind of day two players where you could legitimately make a case for, boy, we've seen him as a number one receiver before. The injury clearly set him back. He's sort of a forgotten commodity now. He's one that I'm definitely keeping an eye on, uh, and it appears like he's you know, kind of worked himself back into peak performance uh, workout-wise. So he's, Pickens is a, a tough physical guy I think would complement the others, you know, Pringle and Mooney, et cetera, pretty well. Talking with Eric at home, Yahoo Sports. Covers the NFL and the NFL draft here on the score on a Friday night. Rami Makhlouf, your host. Obviously, the, the Devontae Adams wasn't getting traded in the division. Obviously, the Bears didn't have the draft capital to get in on, on any Tyreek Hill trade discussions. But was there anybody on the free agent market that you thought, that, that might be a good fit for the Bears? That's a guy that they could go after that would help Justin Fields take that next step. A Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian yeah. Kirk, MBS, any of these guys – tantalizing for for the Chicago Bears in your opinion Eric all of but the price tag started coming out you looked at it you said okay do I really want to pay 10 million dollars for DJ Shark you know who's been right sort of a a tease at times like really good but also not necessarily dependable I mean you don't really know exactly what you're getting from him and you know Zay Jones same thing like you know he had his moments uh, last year in Vegas I you know, kind of written him off a little bit. Good, you know, had a nice little season. Russell Gage is a good football player. I'm just trying to think of other, you know, MVS goes to Kansas City to replace Hill. And, you know, again, I like him. $10 million, it's almost like we have to recalibrate our brains on what receivers cost these days because it feels like that position, a quarterback, of course, but receiver. I mean, that that's the spot where – you know, it's rivaling the offensive tackles and, and even surpassing the some of the high-end guys in that position. So it's pricey. And I think their feeling was, let's double up. Let's go two for one instead of overpaying for somebody who's, you know, maybe only 10, 15, 20% better than each of the guys we signed. I mean, at least that's the rationale I think they were using. So, 
Yeah, there were there were a couple options, uh, but but the money got pretty pretty thick there in the uh, receiver market. I, I know it's a it's a new regime, Eric, and and they they have been as transparent as you can be without just saying we're we're not trying to win right now. Like short short of saying that, they've been pretty transparent that this is going to be sort of a slow burn of of rebuilding or resetting this franchise. But almost any publication or website that does the old, you know, listing the needs of, of every NFL team or a particular NFL team. It's not just wide receiver. The Bears have major holes, and they've done some to to address this on the offensive line, but also at cornerback, they, they have, they have a, a gaping hole. Are you surprised they've been as quiet as they've been in free agency so far this year with the needs that they have at, at multiple positions? Yeah, I think it's 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 fair to wonder. Hey, okay, are we are we settling in here for a pattern, right? I mean, is this how it's going to be, right? And some franchises, see, you know, even Green Bay Packers for that matter, just do not spend in free agency, right? Or that they'll they'll look for opportunities and bargains, and maybe they enter the trade market. And so I think, you know, maybe quietly, a lot of Bears fans might be saying, Hey, is this the new normal around here? Are we going to have to? You know, Ryan Pace made some splashes. Let's be honest, right? I mean, he not just trades in the draft, but mm-hmm. you know, other maneuvers for agency signings, et cetera. You know, they some of those moves were were embraced at the time. A lot of them that, did, that didn't end up working out. So, it, you know, it could work both ways. Yes, on the one hand, I thought they'd be a little bit more active, but on the other, you know, Paul's the guy who cut his teeth in, in college scouting, and I think that's. You know, again, lacking the first round pick, it's it's going to feel like you're even more, you know, un, undressed, right? You have sure. less sort of ammunition or whatever. But I, I still believe that that is going to be the the core of what they do. And when those, you know, opportunities do present themselves in the trade market or for agency, sure, we'll take, them, we'll take advantage of them. That's at least the sense I'm getting. I've known Ryan a little bit, but not, you know, not enough to really know, you know, having him tell me like, okay, this is the plan. But, um, you know, Kansas City took plenty of risks. So he certainly was exposed to aggressive moves, you know, risky draft picks and signings on some character guys. You know, I mean, they made some trades over the years that really helped them out, some that didn't work out. So they had a level of aggression. I think it's somewhere in between the two where the draft is still your bread and butter, but we're always going to kind of keep our eyes open um, without spending recklessly. You know, we're always going to have an eye for, for those those rare opportunities that do come up. I know we're talking about a small sample size at the NFL level when talking about both of these guys, but do you have any – do you lean either way on whether or not the Bears have their starting tackles in Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins or, or whether they need to, to go and, and seek out other options? Yeah, I, I think they, they absolutely should just try to get at least somebody who's got experience at both spots, maybe a swing tackle candidate or figure out, hey, you know, what what sort of cheaper end veteran options can we look at? Because, look, those two could turn out to be fantastic, but I would say Tevin Jenkins, as, as much as I loved him as a football player coming out last year, I mean, it was like, you know, it was easy to like him watching him on tape. He had an aggressive mentality. You could see him ragdolling people, and you thought, okay, you know, the, the earlier in his career the intensity wasn't there. Now it's there. You know, you can you can kind of embrace him more. But the injury factor is really the biggest thing with him. And, 
you know, you're you sort of have damaged goods in the sense that look, you know, those those backs are tricky things, and and that just for insurance purposes, you absolutely I think need some some more layers of of insurance at that position. So that's one. Borum was, you know, it's like what's his best position? Do we even know? You know, that's I think that's the biggest question with him. He always had ability at Missouri. Weight was an issue at times. Looks like he's kept his body in good shape now and, you know, sort of, you know, physically speaking, ready to go. But he played guard. He played tackle. He was kind of moved around a lot in college. It's hard to know exactly where his best spot is going to end up being. And it could be different in the eyes of this coaching staff than the previous one. So I kind of like that they're keeping it a little little mystery around this because I think both guys are are interesting players. But, yeah, you, you have to back them up with something. Like you talked about, and like a lot of the headlines about this draft have said, deep wide receiver class. What about some of these other positions that we're talking about, Eric, where the Bears seemingly ha- have needs, are, are positions of needs for the, whether it's offensive line or defensive line, cornerback? What what yeah. what's what's the depth like at at other positions of need for the Bears? Yeah, corners pretty interesting. Um, let's start there. I, I would say that. You know, there's still a lot of question marks, you know, and there'll be probably, uh, I would guess, around six off the board by the time the Bears pick, five, six, seven, somewhere in that range. It's hard to know, you know, Mm. Um, and not knowing whether they're going to be aggressive and try to slide up a couple spots or not. You know, Kair Elam from Florida, kind of a big, long kid who's, you know, I, I really interests me and fascinating player in some respects. I wish he was a little bit more of a playmaker, but, you know, similar to Jalen Johnson in the sense that his coverage ability doesn't necessarily get reflected in, in his interception totals, that sort of deal. Um, and I know Johnson had a few in college, but he had one year where he didn't have any. And so just using that as kind of a barometer, Kyrie Elam is somebody who possibly could be there in that range. A um, couple other, you know, sort of second, third round guys, I think are, are, are possibilities. Camp T- uh, Taylor Britt from uh, Nebraska, you know, I don't think there's any chance that any of the, either of the Washington kids is there, or, you know, Clemson or anything like that. So Martin Emerson from Mississippi state, maybe more of a third rounder. You mentioned tackle as a possibility if they wanted to just stay young and, you know, add more help there. It's a pretty good group. Um, second round, you have different types depending on what the what the team wants. You got the big guy like Dale Faalele, the almost 400-pounder from Minnesota, and then you got a kid from Louisiana who's like a long, lean type, uh, about 302 pounds in Max Mitchell. So the good news is there's a variety of tackles. There's a clear drop-off from the top group, but there's a lot of different styles in this class. So that'll that'll be that'll be good for you know, giving them options on, on day two and maybe even early day three. Just real quick, Eric, do, your take on, on Justin Fields, do you think everything is there to be a franchise quarterback and it's just a matter of whether or not the Bears bring it out in him? Or do you see some some major flaws, deficiencies, or concerns in his game? He's still got to, I think, speed up his processing a little bit, or at least, you know, from what I saw his last year at Ohio State or, you know, both years at Ohio State, and then also, you know, as a rookie, there were times when, you know, he'd almost need to see it, throw it, and you'd like to see him anticipate just a tick quicker. 
You obviously like to see him not take as many hits as he did last year. Some of that is on the offensive line. Some of that was on the scheme. Some of that most definitely was on Justin too. So that's part of it. You got, you got to be competitive without being reckless. You know, look at Tom Brady. He doesn't take sacks because he knows his best asset is being healthy and being able to throw the football. So, right. you know, I love Justin's athleticism, his arm, you know, his creativity on the move, but I also think he could help himself out on uh, some of these situations, but some of this will come with time. You know, once he's seen NFL defenses for 20, 30 games, it starts to become a little bit more natural. I think he's got everything it takes to be a, a really great quarterback, but you know, would it be shocking if he had kind of an ordinary year in some respects this year because of what's happening around the roster? Not to me. That's Eric Edholm covers the NFL, NFL draft for Yahoo Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm and my guest for the last few minutes here on the score. Great stuff, Eric. Really appreciate the time and the insight, man. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for having me on. See you. And he joins me on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I got, I got concerns, guys. I got just some questions about what is going on with the Chicago Bears right now and whether or not they're going to break another quarterback. I want to talk about that with you. I'm going to try and keep my cool, and maybe you can you know, keep, keep, keep me under control, keep me off that ledge at 312-644-6767. And like I said, maybe this is just a lifetime of trauma talking, but I just got a feeling the Bears are breaking another quarterback before our very eyes. We'll talk about that right after this. Rami Makhlouf with you on The Score on a Friday night. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Don't, don't know much about Matt. Um, I, I wish him well. I, I do know the defensive coordinator, and um, he, he will do a great job. And I, and I think Matt will do a good job. I, I've, heard great, I've heard good things about him, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, that he does well. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping uh, when I look at the quarterback, I think he's someone that can really be special. I think he's someone that the organization can, can um, really, really um, surround him with, with uh, what he needs to be great. I, I think he, he can get there. Hopefully, um, hopefully that, um, you know, he has the opportunity to grow and, and uh, be surrounded by, you know, good people and, and take him to the next level. That was legendary Bears linebacker Mike Singletary on with the guys Parkins and Spiegels. Afternoons here on The Score. Rami Makhlouf with you on 670 The Score on a Friday evening. Are you starting to wonder just just what the Bears are doing? 312-644-6767 is how you can uh, get in on the phones, the Rosen Hyundai text line. You can tweet the show at 670thescore. And, and by the way, just real quick before uh, we get into the Bears discussion, it's a final. The St. Pete's Peacocks keep shocking the basketball world and blowing up brackets. The 15-seeded Peacocks on National Peacock Day, by the way. I don't know if you knew that, Tyler. It is National Peacock Day today. That's an actual thing. They knock off the Purdue Boilermakers 67-64. to So nice knowing you, Big Ten, but that's that, that'll do it for you in the NCAA tournament, and the St. Pete's Peacocks are moving on to the Elite Eight, completely blowing up Tyler uh, Buterbaugh's bracket, and I'm sure a lot of yours out there. How many teams do you have left in the Elite Eight, Tyler? Hold on, I'm going to have to pull it up and take a look. I know it's not a lot. It's Okay. I mean, because I had Arizona winning the entire thing, and then, of course, I make a second-chance bracket, and then that gets busted after... Mm. I, I put a little too much faith in Texas Tech. But, I mean, they were supposed to be a good team. Let's see here. Um, I don't know if I'm going to lose sports talk host credibility with folks out there by saying this. I didn't even fill out a bracket this year, man. I've, I've said it before in previous stints here on the score. I'm just not the biggest college basketball guy. and I can, But I can usually get into, like, really get into the tournament this year. I just... I just was I just wasn't feeling it. I think part of it was that I went out of town last weekend, so I wasn't I just wasn't, you know, really in a in a state of mind to be watching the tournament. I was more just focused on trying to enjoy life and being out of town for a few days. But yeah, no bracket. I filled out no bracket. So what's what's your bracket looking like, Tyler? So uh I have a whopping zero teams in my final four as I had <laughs> Tech, <laughs> Baylor, Arizona, and Iowa, and that all went away real quick. <laughs> God, well, God, God rest your bracket, and and it was it was a nice it was a nice run while it lasted. But I think that'll about do it for for your college basketball season 
as well. But are you starting to wonder just, just what, what the Bears have in mind and what they're doing? 312-644-6767. Because, and if you missed the start of the show uh, at 6 o'clock, I was, I was talking about this, the Cubs rebuild and how I, I wanted to and did give them the benefit of the doubt in, in what they were saying and what they were trying to do of threading the needle while trying to compete and then seeing clearly that that's not what they're trying to do by, you know, not really making a real attempt to re-sign Wilson Contreras and uh, letting the Twins outbid you for a Carlos Correa. And similarly with this Bears team, I do want to believe, and I do want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm not bailing, and I'm not jumping off the ledge. We're not even through Ryan Pohl's first full offseason. Okay, there's still a lot of this picture to be painted. This offseason and whatever whatever time he has left as as the Bears general manager. All right. So this isn't this isn't me bailing or, or, or calling this guy a bad GM or saying he sucks or anything like that. And I even I even get that it's that it's that it is a rebuild and it's gonna take time. But all their free agent signings to this point have been guys that will either be diamonds in the rough who didn't get necessarily the opportunity to shine in other places and they come here and get that opportunity and turn out to be much better football players than than we knew or that we've ever seen from them before. Or they're going to be guys that are just placeholders until until Ryan Poles, I keep almost saying Ryan Pace because, you know, until Ryan Poles finds the right guys for, for these various spots, including, and most importantly, what they're doing at wide receiver and putting weapons and pieces around Justin Fields. Guys like a Byron Pringle and guys like an Equinemia St. Brown. Pringle was ranked 126th in the Athletics' top 150 free agent rankings. Equinemia St. Brown is not even in the top 150. And, I, okay, so you expect me to believe that, Byron, that Byron Pringle is going to come here and, and, and now find the Matt? And I know he, had a, he, had, he took a big step last year and had a better season than we've seen from him previously. But, man, is there a better team in the NFL at identifying talent and, and putting it in a position to succeed than the Kansas City Chiefs? I don't think so. You really think Equinemia St. Brown... The only reason that he did nothing in all his time in Green Bay is because there, there was just too much talent there. Equinemia St. Brown was drafted the same year as Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Guess who got a lot more snaps and put up a lot more production? It wasn't Equinemia St. Brown. Alan Lazard was an undrafted free agent who blew past Equinemia St. Brown on the depth chart. And I know that's not a guy that they gave a lot of money to or are necessarily asking to play a big role in this offense, but who is? Who is? Fine. It's going to be a rebuild. And your top priority is developing Justin Fields. How exactly are you going to do that? You already didn't get an offensive-minded head coach. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm not, that, that's not the only kind of coach that's out there. It's not the only way to skin that cat and develop Justin Fields. But after you l- wasted a year of that guy by letting M- Matt Nagy get his hands on him, They should have at least, if you're not going to do that, if you're not going to get the offensive-minded head coach and attach him at the hip with what you hope to be a franchise quarterback, 
The least that you could do is go and get someone or a few guys that they'll pair up with Justin Fields that'll help him right now and build around that. And I don't know if any of these guys are necessarily number one wide receivers because I personally don't think that Darnell Mooney is. But you didn't you didn't have to let things get so bad with Allen Robinson that there was no chance of keeping him. You could have gotten in on a Juju Smith-Schuster. You could have gotten in on a Christian Kirk. You could have gotten in on a Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You could have gotten in on a DJ Chark, Shark. And even if none of those guys are number one wide receivers, you're at least putting guys around Justin Fields who you know can perform at the NFL level and can help him and, and help him develop right now. I've said this before, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Because, God, am I tired as a Bears fan of watching the quarterback play that I've watched my entire 42 years on this planet. Great quarterbacks don't just fall out of the sky, and the Bears haven't not had a great quarterback just out of pure bad luck and not finding the right guy in the draft. Great quarterbacks are made. Great, great Yes, they come with certain tools and certain things that, that, that are already baked into them when they get to the NFL level. But no quarterback ever became great without being in the right environment. The analogy I always use is of an apple off an apple tree. You just, you just pick that apple off the tree, you take a bite off of it, you go, man, that's a delicious apple. And you don't, you don't even think about everything that went into how delicious that apple is. That you had to find the right, the right soil, You have to give it the right amount of sunlight, the right amount of water, plant food, fertilizer, whatever else goes into growing an apple tree because I don't know how to grow plants. I kill everyone that I've ever gotten. But that's the other thing is you need a farmer who knows all the right elements and puts them all in place for that tree to grow and that apple to come off it being delicious. That's what it is developing a great NFL quarterback. And all the Bears have done my whole life is grow rotten-ass apples off the quarterback tree. They don't put quarterbacks in position to blossom, to grow, to succeed, and to reach their full potential, to hit their ceilings. And I know it's just it's half of an offseason. And maybe I'm, I'm, I'm letting my trauma, my lifelong trauma as a Bears fan and the quarterback play that we've been dealt shade or influence my opinions here. And, and this is just, this is just a knee jerk reaction and an overreaction. Maybe that's what's going on here, man. But I just feel like I'm watching the bears as an organization break another quarterback and I can't take it anymore. I can't, I can't keep doing this. And I think this is probably the best one that we've had in terms of the raw product, the raw ball of clay that this organization has to mold into something. And I'm going to lose my damn mind if they break him. Because they don't want to put pieces around him. Do you think they're going to go for a receiver in the draft then? Yeah, but I mean, don't let the Justin Jeffersons and and uh, and, and the Chases from, from Cincinnati, don't, don't let those guys fool you, man. I've heard I've heard this conspiracy that people are talking about and going off of what the Bengals did by drafting Jamar Chase and matching him up with his old college friend 
Joe Burrow, and they're thinking people are going putting out there that the Bears should do that same thing and get Olave. What are your thoughts on that? I like I like the idea, but like like I was just about to say, and even when it is a guy that has that that chemistry and and that history with your quarterback, don't let Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson fool you. The 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 wide receivers that come into this league and crack the code on day one and are just blowing the tops off of defenses and our number one wide receivers the day they step in the building are few and far between, are very few and very far between. Wide receiver is one of the hardest positions to come into this league and make an immediate impact in. Most wide receivers don't even start to 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 show their full potential until year two or year three. And by then, we're all going to be going, man, what is Justin Fields? Because the Bears will have already broken him. You know what I mean? And on top of that, and I brought up this point last weekend, organizationally, not, not just about the quarterback himself, let's say that Justin Fields starts to, to blossom and grow and show signs of being a franchise quarterback here in the next year or two. Your best opportunity, your best window for, for competing for a Super Bowl is in years three and four of, of, of a rookie quarterback's contract where he's playing at that level, but you're paying him the bare minimum and you can spend the money elsewhere on the roster. If the Bears are going to slow play this thing, let's say they don't break Justin Fields. Let's say he somehow does blossom into that, into that great quarterback that we all hope he is. What's going to be around him in years three and four of his rookie contract? Because they didn't do a lot to add around him this year, either in free agency or making up for the draft picks lost with Ryan Pace's trades. And, and so you're, you're, the bulk of what you're adding is going to come next year, and a lot of that is going to be draft picks that aren't even going to start to hit their ceiling until years two and three of their careers. Where are we going to be at with Justin Fields by then? The, and so the timelines just, they aren't lining up for the timelines of this Bears rebuild and what they're doing around Justin Fields just aren't lining up for me, and it's got me wondering. I don't know about you, but it's got me wondering if the Bears are breaking another quarterback right before my very eyes. 312-644-6767. Give me a call. Shoot me a text. Tweet the show. At 670 the score. At Rami is tweeting. Do you have the same fears I have? Watching the early goings of the Ryan Poles era of the Chicago Bears. 312-644-6767. I'd like to hear from you. And one more segment that I have right here on a Friday night on Sports Radio 670 the score. Tommy Mackloff with you for a few more minutes here on The Score. Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports leader, and asking, are you, like me, starting to wonder just what the Bears are doing this offseason and whether or not they are breaking another quarterback before our very eyes? And again, this that, that might just be a lifetime of trauma, speaking of all the quarterbacks I've watched them break. But I don't know, man. I just I wish they were doing more to put Justin Fields in position to succeed right now in getting, I don't know, a Juju Smith-Schuster, a Christian Kirk, somebody like that in, in free agency this year. 
I know they didn't have the draft capital to go and get Tyreek Hill or, 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 or and certainly weren't getting Devontae Adams within the division, but I, I don't know, man. I just wonder how they expect this guy to grow and succeed and develop when they're not putting pieces around him that help him right now. Let's go to Mark in Rockford. You're on uh, 670 The Score. What's up, Mark? Oh, uh, it's Mike, but that's okay. Oh, Mike. I think no I worries. Think... Go ahead. Uh, hey, listen, I agree with you 100%. And the only difference is I've been on this earth for 60 years and I've been suffering. Uh, listen, um, we're, we're not going to know if Coles and Eberflus are the right choice. We know that the Bears brass, the upper man, the upper owners have made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And hopefully you say, well, they got to get this right one time or the other. Now, I will say this. Speaking of rotten apples, um, you know, Ryan Pace was a rotten apple. Ryan Pace loved to give away draft capital. He just loved to trade up. And I, I, I forgot what the number was. Uh, Hub Arkish had said this a few months ago on the score, and he was saying about how many numbers of bodies that they had given away in draft picks. It was like 12 or something. It was incredible under Ryan Pace. So you don't, you know, you have a low roster spot. You got to get guys off the street, and you got to go deep into free agency. And this is what broke the Bears Bank from the beginning from this mismanagement by Ryan Pace. Now, let me just say this real quick. I think. You know, we got to give these guys a chance. They got rid. I, I was glad that they they traded away Cleo Mack because I think he's, I think he's on the downward side of his of his career. I know he was hurt. We'll see what happens. Um, a lot of these guys that are free agents out there all want the big money, and we'll see what happens. Rodgers made a lot of these quarterbacks. I, I mean, sorry, a lot of these wide receivers really good in Green Bay. Um, sometimes the quarterback makes the receiver a lot better than the other way around. So we'll see how good Devontae Adams is once he's got. Uh, car passing to him in Oakland and, and things like that. But the bottom line is, is, is this thing going to, did they break? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if, you know, the quarterback situation with the bears, if, if he's broken or not, I, th- I think it would have been broken had they not gotten rid of pace. Uh, and and I, I think the direction they're going is they have to fix this, but they have to undo the garbage truck that pulled. No, you're in right. So, Mike, I appreciate yeah. the call and you're, you're right. On some level about Ryan Pace. It's not that he traded all the draft picks. The GM of the Rams went to their championship parade with a t-shirt that said F them draft picks. So it can be, you can, the Rams literally don't, didn't haven't and won't have a first round pick from 2017 to 2023. The last first round pick that they took was Jared Goff in the first round of 2016 and he's not even with them anymore. So you can trade draft picks and do it successfully and 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 have your plan come together. It's just Ryan Pace made bad trades. That's all that happened there. And I was, I'm okay with trading Khalil Mack. I just wish it was for some capital in this year's draft so we can speed this thing up a little bit. Let's go to Bill in South Shore. Bill, you'll probably be the last call on this. What you got? Hey, man. Hey. The way I'm looking at it, for one, I'm not sold on Justin Fields at all. Obviously, we got a lot to see. <clears throat> what I do see is a chance, in my mind, that Bears are going to be somewhere between the 28th and 32nd team in the league if they have any injuries or anything like that. I mean, I, I think they could be god-awful. And if that's the case, why aren't anyone saying that the possibility or seeing the possibility of them drafting another quarterback they got a top five pick coming up in 23 i'm sorry yeah in the 23 draft and at I, that, I've, at that I've actually seen that you said nobody's talking about that i've seen that I just thrown out there 
I've, I've seen that thrown out there in, in a few articles that, and thanks for the call, that if Justin Fields doesn't look like or start to look like the guy this year and him not being the guy that pulls an Eberflus hand-selected, that maybe we hit the reset button on the quarterback position as well in a year or two. And man... I can't, I, can't, I, I can't keep doing this, dude. I can't keep doing this. Like, and no, I mean, I don't know that Justin Fields has what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. I test, though, sure says to me that he does. And it's just on the Bears to, to put him in position to, to grow and develop and bring that out in him. And to, and to reach his ceiling. And my whole life, they've not been doing that for their quarterback. So hopefully, that's about to change. My thanks to Sam Smith of Bulls.com for joining me earlier, as well as Scott Merkin, covers the Sox for MLB.com, and Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports Talks and Bears and NFL with me. And thanks to uh, my producer, Tyler Buterbaugh, on the other side of the glass and on the ones and twos. And of course, thanks to you. For listening and contributing to the show this evening. I've been Rami Makloff with you on a Friday night on Chicago's Home for Sports Talk. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Have a safe and happy weekend, everybody. Talk to you again soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.